while Jesus was living in the Galilean hills. John, called the baptizer, was preaching in the desert country of Judea. His message was simple and austere, like his desert surroundings. Change your life, God's kingdom is here. John and his message were authorized by Isaiah's prophecy. Thunder in the desert, prepare for God's arrival, make the road smooth and straight. John dressed in camel hair habit, tied at the waist by a leather strap. He lived on a diet of locusts and wild field, field hunting. And people poured out from Jerusalem and Judea and the Jordanian countryside to hear and see him in action. There at the Jordan River, who came to confess their sins, were baptized and ended up with a changed life. When John realized that a lot of the Pharisees and Sadducees were showing up for their baptismal experience because it was becoming a popular thing to do, he exploded. Brood of vipers, snakes, what do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? Do you think a little water on your snake skins is going to make any difference? It's your life that must change. I want you to hear that again. It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't think you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as your ancestor. Being a descendant of Abraham is neither here nor there. Descendants of Abraham are a dime a dozen. What counts is your life. Is it green and flourishing? Because if it's dead wood, it goes to the fire. I am baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for the kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama, compared to him, I am a mere stagehand will ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to clean house, make a clean sweep of your lives. He will place everything true in its proper place before God, everything false. He'll put out to the trash to be burned. Hello. Man, that's pretty strong words, isn't that? It's, uh, it's no wonder that uh, it's no wonder that uh, Herod had him killed later on. Amen. But as, as usual, I want to help you with this because so many people use this as an advent to make everybody feel guilty. That somehow or another that you're terrible sinners and you've got to do this baptism thing in order to be okay with God but if you were listening it's a misinterpretation of the scripture baptism's got nothing to do with it it's what your heart says it's what your mind says and repent what does it mean folks you've been taught this for many years Turn 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 around so when he said repent he's telling people and inviting people to come back to God And you know, that is a good message for us with the Christmas season, is it not? How easy is it to get knocked off track with all the family stuff, with all the company parties, with all the travel, with all the pressures, and now we've got all the illness around us, and people are getting older and 
finding the challenges of getting older. There's all kinds of things that take our focus off of God. And the question then becomes, hey, you, stop, come back. That's basically the message of Advent. As you're getting ready for Christmas, last week, what did we talk about? Come on. Oh, a hope. Hope. Um, but, yeah. Uh, there was something else. I know, I remember the hope part of it. Um, shoot. Well, we can have dead air until somebody comes up with it. Well, I look it up on my phone. But you have my phone tied up, so I can't look it up. <laughs> do, 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 do. <coughs> Preparation? No. Yes. Preparation? Preparation. Get prepared. Prepare was the title. Amen. Get prepared. Get out of bed and get dressed. There you go. In other words, quit sitting around. All right? And this week, it's as you're quitting sitting around, you need to hear the call. Come back. Don't go that direction. Come back this way. And it's not about whether you're doing things right or wrong. The call is to come back into your relationship with God. See, we forget that. We get away from God and we, I don't know, somehow or another, the only time we go back to God is what? When we're in trouble, amen? Or when crisis comes. And then all of a sudden we want prayers and we want God to pay attention. But what God is actually saying to us is I want you to pay attention all the time. And as you get ready to celebrate the ultimate act of my love, which was putting Christ into the world for you, I want you to come back to me. That is the second step of those steps towards Advent. Get prepared, get out of bed, and then come back to God. Now, somebody's going to sit there and go, well, okay, Pastor. I'm back to God. What am I supposed to do? Hallelujah. Micah 6, 8 tells you what you what. It just flashed. I don't know if we, we got all of that. It looks like you're on that. Yeah, it came back. Okay. Anyway, and I want that noted that was Alice's phone that that happened with. <laughs> anyway, you know what you're supposed to do when you get back into relationship with God. Performance review. My, Micah 6.8, amen? You're supposed to be fair and just. You're supposed to be merciful and be humble in your re relationship with God. And you know, it was interesting... Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, Y'all wow. remember Calvin and Hobbes? I love Calvin yeah, and Hobbes. Yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, favorite uh, cartoons. And of course, for those of you who are not familiar, Calvin uh, had a make-believe friend by the name of Hobbes. was a stuffed tiger, tiger I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had all these great conversations. And one of the conversations was this. Calvin says to Hobbes, his make-believe tiger, I feel bad that I called Susie names and hurt her feeling. And I'm really sorry I did it. And Hobbes suggests, well, maybe you ought to apologize to her. To which Calvin ponders for a moment, and then he replies, but I keep hoping there's a less obvious solution. <laughs> Folks, easy. that's what today is about. An easier See, road? we know what the answer is when we get back into relationship with God. The obvious answer is for us to be fair. 
The obvious answer is for us to be forgiving. The obvious answer is to be humble in that relationship with God instead of being a bunch of braggarts. Amen? Instead of finding ways to hate our neighbor, that we find ways to bring them in and love them. There's three things that we ought to be doing as part of this journey. We know that preparation is one. We know that repent, come back. And once you're back, what do you do? You share and you serve. That's what Micah is talking about. You share. That's how you're fair. That's how you're just. And you serve by what? Forgiving people. Forgiving them for those things that they've done that have hurt you somehow. If you want to have a Christmas that is incredibly off the charts this year, that makes you think that it was the best Christmas ever, and you won't have to get one present under the tree. Repent and come back to God. And be a person that is fair and just. Be a person that has mercy written on your heart. And be humble in that relationship with God. And your Christmas will be one that is very, very merry. Amen.